We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? Nets basketball is back. I'm going to use this platform to announce that there will now be not only a Joe Harris only fans, a Reggie Perry only fans, <laughs> a TLC only fans, a Kevin Durant only fans, a Kyrie Irving only fans, and a Bruce Brown, even though he, apparently he didn't even play. Um, but Nick, it was, I don't know, there was, there was just energy on Twitter. There was energy everywhere. I could feel it all the way down here in Melbourne, watching it on my laptop, trying to teach some children at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it was great. You even felt it on NBA Twitter. Like, you saw, like, you know, other NBA reporters, uh, some guys that we know tweeting out stuff like, hey, excited to see KD back. And, you know, KD looked great. Kyrie looked great. We're going to talk about that. And obviously, the Nets got the win in their first preseason game of the season, 119-114 over the Washington Wizards. And as always, you can find us at all streaming platforms, including otgbasketball.com and Blue Wire Pods. But, Jack, where do you want to start? Kevin Durant, Nick. Yeah. Kevin freaking Durant is a Brooklyn net and he was scoring he was shooting he was defending all right as well what did you think of Kevin Durant's first ever Brooklyn Nets performance I thought it was way better than I anticipated like in terms of his movement on the floor I was really happy with it and to have his first score be a dunk like that was just awesome that I mean like I had a little yell I jumped out of my seat I was just like oh that is just so great to see 
And then, like you said, you know, you saw some nice defensive plays. I thought he had a block, a steal. Uh, he took a charge on Rui. So, like, there was some uh, different stuff out there. Obviously, he mentioned in his uh, post game, you know, in the third quarter, he felt like he wasn't as locked in and he missed some shots he wanted to make. But still, you know, getting to where he's at after not playing for 18 months and dealing with one of the worst, you know, sports injuries out there, I thought he looked really, really good. Absolutely. You know, to quote Matt Brooks, and uh, well, he's he's obviously at the presser right now, chatting to KD. He's saying that, you know, he's got a great mood about him. And, you know, when a person who is as intense and passionate a hooper he is, it makes, no, it, makes, it makes complete sense. And he said, this is Kevin Durant. Hell yeah, I was anxious, nervous. I visualized this moment for so long, just thinking about this next stage of my career. To go through this felt solid. I, I think that you can't. And you can't be unhappy for him. And I think that maybe a lot of the naysayers, a lot of the, the haters out there about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, after watching them go out there and just you know do their craft and, and put it out there on the floor, I mean, what is there to hate? Yeah. And I just thought, you know, obviously this isn't player-specific related. Just the energy they came out with in that first quarter and the offense was just popping. Like, this just like a little taste of what we can see moving forward. Obviously, the Wizards are missing, you know, half their team. They're, they're uh, already a pretty bad defense even when they are healthy. But still, it was nice to see just like so many weapons, so many pieces, and just a lot of different options for Steve Nash. But again, on, on Kevin Durant, couldn't be happier. Even like some of the stuff he's hitting, you look at it and you're like, okay, explosiveness doesn't even matter anyways because he's hitting contested shots over defenders that are 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and even like some of the stop-and-go stuff. It was just really good for a guy that hasn't played. Like, you would think that he this is his third or fourth preseason game. Like, I don't think he's peak-level KD yet, and he even mentioned that there's still some more rust to shake off and also kind of just getting to back to that next level, but still really, really promising. Yeah, for those who weren't lucky enough to see the performance, 24 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field. Didn't hit a three-pointer, but was 5 of 6 from the line. Had three rebounds, three assists, and hit 15 points. Two blocks as well. That, for me, was probably the most important sign because we spoke about it on you know, the, the season preview with Matt Brooks about what is Kevin Durant going to be like defensively? And you know, is he going to be playing the five? Is he going to be doing, doing all these things that Steve Nash said? And he looked pretty switched on there. It's like, yep. I, I think that you can never doubt the IQ and attentiveness of Kevin Durant. He's just, he's a, he's a hooper. Yeah, and I just felt like he wanted to come out and kind of do that too. You know what I mean? Set the tone defensively for the team. And then also, like you said, Jack, he's just really locked in and smart and makes some good reads out there. And even like we kind of mentioned this on a couple of shows, even without the explosiveness, the length is going to be huge. Like having another seven-footer on the floor to just block shots, like even with him and DeAndre, a couple of times it was a foul. They clean up the positioning a little bit. It's going to be tough to score in the paint. Like, we see what it's like when you have two rim protectors. It's a it's a big difference for the team. And I'm sure Jared Allen will love that. I'm sure DeAndre will love that. Did you see anything, Nick, in terms of the style of defense? You know, I think we saw probably a, a lot more switching than we've seen in the past. Yeah, definitely more switching, especially on the off-ball stuff. And, I mean, when you guys have guys that are kind of like size, you know what I mean? When you're going from, you know, Joe Harris that's like 6'6", to Spencer Dewey that's like 6'5", 6'6", like, it makes sense to switch. Like, they're trying to push you off on the screen. So, I thought defensively, I tried not to take a ton because the effort level wasn't really there after the first quarter. Like, in the first quarter, I thought they played good defense. And after that, it was kind of like lazy defense, giving up wide-open threes to Thomas Bryan and, you know, DeAndre not leaving the paint or whatever it might be. So, not as many takeaways, hopefully, from the defense. Hopefully, there's still a lot of room for improvement and a lot more effort in the regular season, other than that first quarter where I thought we saw some positive signs.
Yeah, 38 to 20 in that first quarter. I think that that's what I've sort of been doing in other preseason games, looking at those first quarters, because that's when yep. you see the starting five out there. And, you know, that's when you see like guys like John Wall out there and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, all these sort of guys and how they're sort of acclimating to their new teams and new systems. And, you know, John Wall backed it up with another good performance tonight, which I thought is going to be, you know, the Nets obviously will be going against the Boston Celtics on Friday night. We'll be recapping that one as well. And yep. I think that if we continue to see progressions, if not just the same thing from Kevin Durant, you know, 24 minutes, you know, other than Spencer Dinwiddie, he had the most minutes of every, any Brooklyn net tonight. So, you know, he, he, I think he's going to continue to want to be out there, want those minutes. And, you know, we sort of saw so many little glimpses and highlights on Twitter. It was just awesome to know that these guys are now part of our team, yeah. the team that we recap, the team that we're covering, you know, on a minute basis. And, you know, I think that we've got, we got a meme out of it. we got the, the Katie and Kyrie in sync looking at each other yeah. meme, which I thought was um, a lot of fun. It's, I don't know, it just felt, there seemed to be quote-unquote, and, you know, pardon the pun, just a buzz about yeah. Nets Twitter and a buzz for Nets fans. And it's, I don't know, really, really happy, Nick. It, it just, I felt the energy. I felt just positive, mate. In a really, in a really shitty time for so many different people to have this outlet, you know, pardon the pun again for, <laughs> for you, um, it just felt good to be like, man, that's my, that's the leader of my basketball team. I get to watch him. He plays for my basketball, and it's still hasn't sunk in because this is even a real game. It's a preseason game, yeah. but it felt more real than any, maybe, uh, I don't know. It, it's I'm realer sort of, than it's felt for the last, you know, year since we signed yeah. with the Nets, you know, in July, 2019. Like it's the, you saw him on the court. You saw him passing the ball to guys like Spencer, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, that have been on the team. So you, you just get that feeling. Like you said, Jack, the buzz was there from the fans to the arena to even like Sarah Kustak on the, the broadcast. You could tell she was a little giddy. Like it, it's just fun. Like Katie's one of the best basketball players that's literally ever existed one of the best offensive guys ever and like he's on the Brooklyn Nets and you know there was concerns about the injury how he's gonna look and like everything's pointing in the right direction obviously like you said 24 minutes of preseason we can only take so much away but a lot of good evidence right now oh mate well let's get hyperbole let's get take you with it I was putting out now we chatted a little bit about it because I was putting out some you know some hot take stuff on Twitter just because you know I <laughs> want to get racist. hot takes on our season preview too that you guys should check out. We just dropped yeah. that. That's a big episode. You know, make sure you're checking out that one right after you've you've listened to this one. But you know, I brought out another take that I didn't even bring it on that podcast where I said that Kyrie and Katie can challenge Anthony Davis and Paul George as a superstar duo. Now. When on Twitter, you got to throw some takes out there for the sake of it, and you got to happily be wrong, but. Based off what we saw tonight, and again, preseason games, not much you can totally take away from it. But from those first 12 minutes especially, I'm just like, how the hell is anyone going to stop these two? These, yeah. these five, like the, I mean, these four, maybe take out DeAndre Jordan because you got Joe Harris there and you got Spencer Dinwiddie there. And then Carol Savert, our third best player, wasn't even playing. I, I, I don't know, Nick. I just, there's a lot of talent there. And, you know, whether it's isolation or in the half court, you know, Kyrie feeding Kevin Durant. As, as well, I thought, you know, he looked unselfish at times. Yep. And, I mean, he was like that. It, it wasn't – it felt like that there was glimpses of the Chicago Bulls performance from yep. Kyrie Irving tonight because, man, I, I guess we can get to him. 7-9 from the field in 17 minutes, 18 points, four assists, a steal, and a, a block on a jumper. Kyrie Irving, all defense, baby. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie looked really, really, really good. Like, yep. in the – 
the KD is going to get the headlines, but Kyrie came back and it doesn't seem like he missed any time of basketball. Like he, he had obviously like a little time where he couldn't play, but he looks like at peak form. Like you said, it kind of reminds you of the Chicago game, just how locked up he was in. I mean, he gave her all Neto like six dribble moves on one possession to get a, a jumper. I'm just like, okay, you're getting that bag warmed up. You're ready to go. Like, I mean, I think it, this was said a lot on uh, Nets Twitter. It's like when you have Kyrie as a second option, it's just extremely difficult to stop. And then you, like you mentioned, Jack, the complementary pieces around him. It's like, okay, this guy's going to have room to operate. And he feels really good about beating any player in the NBA one-on-one. And he's going to get a lot of that this year. Absolutely. And, you know, KD was incredibly complimentary of him, as you'd expect. He said, Kyrie looked incredible. He's unstoppable, a master of his craft. He set the tone for us. Set the tone for us, sorry. So Steve Nash was great, too, in his first preseason game, bringing up his rotations, especially. Uh, I thought, you know, I think it's going to go under the radar, Nick, how good Kyrie Irving was. And, you know, we spoke about all the off-court stuff. And, you know, maybe he's speaking to Matt Brooks and and the rest of the, the NBA media now. But to be honest, if he keeps performing like this, yes, obviously he's going to have his responsibilities elsewhere. But this is going to really silence a lot of the naysayers because seven, uh, it's just 17 minutes, Nick. Seven, you you extrapolate, extrapolate that to like 36 minutes. It's a near 40 point and like eight assist game. It was, I don't know, he was just, uh, I, I felt, it felt like, that Katie and Kyrie were just like, you know what? I can do a little bit better than you. All right, I'm going to find you. Yep. I want you to do good, my guy. And it's just like, they're just already this synergy from them that I think that you get when you have an embedded friendship and relationship. Whereas, you know, if you're Chris Paul and James Harden, there's going to be some kinks to work out. But 2020 has reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be more efficient which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there's no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching with candidate instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only site that moves as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. And I know you mentioned as well a, a moment that I thought you should sort of allude to. Katie calling out Kyrie, not calling out, but sort of signaling pointing, him, yep. to be, pointing him out to, to, to an extent. 
Yep. Uh, I look like Kyrie missed the rotation underneath and one of the Wizards got an easy dunk and you saw KD like, hey, yo, that's your your rotation. And then you saw, I think, a play later when there was free throws on the other end of the floor. They were talking to Steve Nash and it looked like Nash was saying to Kyrie like, hey, that's your rotation. You know, maybe, you know, Kyrie missed it, doesn't know the scheme as well. But you like that because KD somebody that can hold him accountable and Kyrie can also hold KD accountable because of also that friendship and where they stand in the NBA. You know, if you have Chris Gioza telling Kyrie Irving that he missed a rotation, I'm not sure how he's going to take it. But if it's- That three was nasty though, Nick. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like I think DeAndre even to an extent. And that's what gives me maybe a little bit of confidence about DeAndre is like he didn't play well tonight. I don't think he's in great shape at the moment. But I feel like KD and Kyrie will call him out, especially Kevin Durant. Like because we saw them a little bit last year when there was plays where he didn't do well and then he saw him go to the bench and having a discussion with those two. I think KD's competitive juices are going to be are not going to let him drop his championship standards. Yep. He is going to set the tone for this team. And no matter if it's DeAndre Jordan, Rodion Scouris, Reggie Perry or whatever, he's going to call you out if you're not adhering to the standards that Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, and the leadership of this team are setting. And, you know, the, the rotations themselves, Nick, obviously, uh, was it... Why didn't we see any Bruce Brown? I, I don't know. That was really interesting. I don't know. If maybe it's a conditioning thing or maybe it's there's some type of minor injury or... You know, sometimes the performance team is weird and they just want a guy to rest. We don't really know. There could be a whole bunch of different factors, but I was pretty surprised we didn't see him in the second half at least, you know, in like that fourth quarter or whatever it might be. That was a little strange, but who knows what Steve Nash is doing. And the guy who really ended up shining in that bench unit was Landry Shaman. I thought he had some really good moments and really kind of bought into his role, had some nice off-ball defense on a couple plays, and just giving the Nets another guy that can light it up from the three-point line is going to be huge when you have Kyrie, KD, Karras, and Spencer. Man, the three-point shooting of this Brooklyn Nets team is going to be fuego. 14 of 30 tonight. And, you know, you have Toy and Prince hitting them. You have, I mean, Chris Jones is not going to hit them all the time. But, you know, I was drinking the Toy and Prince call out. I'm continuing to drink it. You know what, Jack? Toy and Prince looked really good tonight. That was there probably, we go. I thought uh, from a mental perspective, and, like, you can only take so much away from preseason. But the fact that Torian Prince was so locked in for a preseason game just gives me so much more confidence in what he can do moving forward. He also just looked confident in general, like with the moves he was making, the rebounds he was getting. Just, I just I feel better about Torian Prince after one preseason game. Obviously, one preseason game, take it with a grain of salt, but some promising stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go anti-Torian, not anti-Torian Prince, but almost go against myself here and saying that we saw some really good moments with Torian yeah, Prince in last preseason against like Anthony Davis. And I'm like, man, he's got Anthony Davis in the post. Not too bad here. But this time around, obviously, there's KD and Kyrie to hold him accountable and be like, you know what? This is good. We need to see that in, against the Golden State Warriors in opening night. And we need guys to see that, that can take his minutes. Last year, like he was almost forced to play. We talked about this a lot is because like he was just you know, had the skill set, had the body type, and the Nets really didn't have other options. We're like, they have guys that can take his place. Yeah, and look, as a, a bench guy who can hit the three ball as well as any person on the team right now, especially if he's playing alongside Kevin Durant or, or, or someone else, or even with Kyrie, if he's with at least one of KD and Kyrie, it's going to increase Toy and Prince's production on both ends yep. of the floor defensively, offensively. I just think he's going to be... Look, I'm going to keep drinking the Kool-Aid. I know Matt Brooks was well, a bit... Well, he played end. a lot of three tonight, Jack, and that was a yeah. big difference. With Jeff Green a little bit as well. Yeah, Jeff Green played more four. So, like, you saw... I, I didn't know we'd see that. That's, like, some a lineup that I kind of like to see because it gives the Nets an opportunity to kind of play, you know, relatively big. And not, I guess not big, but, like they can match up with a team that's actually playing a power forward. So you have Prince, you have Green, and you have Jared Allen. Like, 
that's a pretty big front line. You know what I mean? In terms of what we're used to seeing the Nets play, where we saw freaking Torian Prince play the four in the entire season last year, and we saw Rodion's play center during the bubble. So, And I think all of those guys are skilled and athletic. You know, yeah. obviously Jeff Green is aging and he's lost a step, but you know he's still the Jeff Green that everyone is just always intrigued about, and he's got something still. I think he's still yep. got something to contribute. And in saying that, Nick, you know we saw TLC get a lot of minutes, and it's like the TLC from the bubble continue on. Obviously, uh, changed a little bit of the style, the the little nice little fade he's got going on, and the the very sexy salacious mustache. Yeah, he had the mustache. Yeah, you know TLC looked pretty good. He started the second half when Kyrie was sitting on the bench. It was funny is because he didn't go in the first like rotation bunch in the first quarter. Like he didn't get subbed in. It was, I want to say, Landry Shamid, uh, Torian Prince, Jeff Green, and Jared Allen. Yeah. So we didn't see him to the second half. So I do want to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie because I thought Spencer played really well. He fit fit in perfectly with that starting. Was he Draymond Green for the Brooklyn Nets tonight? Seemed like it a little bit. I mean, in theory, like. You know, he kind of was. Maybe the defense wasn't necessarily there, but he filled in the roles. What is it? Seven assists he had, six yep. rebounds, yep. You, know, well, you know, 10 points. And I thought there was opportunities for him to really murder closeouts. I put out a tweet about that because, like, Kyrie's yeah. going to be out there. Katie's going to be out there. Joe Harris is going to be out there. It's going to be a one-on-one situation. If Spencer already is pretty good at beating almost anybody off the dribble, but if he's getting one step on you, it's just almost too easy for him. And like he said after the game, it's the most stress-free he's ever played in his life. It's good for his health, he said. Look, <laughs> we love Spence. And, um, you know, the tequila's still ready, mate. You know, I've got the bottle here. Um, but in, in saying that, I just think that maybe Spencer wants it. He said, you know, he wants this starting role. He thinks he's a starter. But he also did say as well that he's willing to adjust to whatever role. It seemed to me Steve Nash was sort of alluding to that Karras is a starter, but, you know, might not be used in that yep. sort of level. I, I just think that, look, if this is the stat line you get from Spencer Dimwini every night, you're going to be incredibly happy because he is good size. He is a good rebounder. He is a, a wonderful passer, and I think an underrated passer because from what we saw last season was much more of the scoring mentality. You know, got to the line six times the same amount as, as Jared Allen and, and, and Kevin Durant. I just think that Spencer Dinwiddie right now realizes there's just it's just easier for him. And I yep. think that he's sort of like, you know what? That closeout's really easy to make, and Spencer's quick. I think yep. a, a lot of people do realize that and, and realize that last season. But he can beat you off the dribble. If he has a step on you without having to beat you off the dribble, then it's done. It's over. He's yep. going to get to the line. And if, as long as he's – I hope he's been practicing his free throws in the offseason because, for me, you know, I want him to be hitting 80% of them uh, for, for the regular season. And, you know, the, com- the composure, the playmaker – um, he's an incredibly intelligent person, and I think he's. We all we already know how intelligent of a basketballer he is as well. I think he's going to add so much to this team, and you know he's going to be getting paid if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, and I mean, I think he really did a nice job, you know, advocating for that starting job tonight. You know, just the way that he fit in with that starting lineup and just kind of could put on different hats. Like you said, be the playmaker, be the rebounder, you know, had a couple decent defensive possessions. If he can clean up a couple of things, I think it'll really work out. And honestly, I think it might work out better for Karras to have that opportunity to really score the basketball. Because if that's the case and they have Karras Levert leading that second unit and Spencer Dewey's cool. probably going to be playing with him, like... They're going to have a really, really good scoring at all points of the game. It's just, it's going to be a really difficult team to stop. And like, there's still going to be time where Karis plays with Kyrie and, you know, KD too. It's not like if you're on the bench, you're never getting minutes with them. So 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I think I was already, we were already super excited. We've been talking about this, you know, on the podcast, off the podcast, whatever it is for this season, but seeing it, you know, obviously weren't live, but seeing the action actually take place on the court and not just be on paper gives you more confidence and more excitement for this team and what they can do. Like I feel even, I feel better about some of the hot takes I made yesterday after watching (laughs) today, even though it's only preseason, just some of the stuff, it's like, okay, that makes it made sense in my head and actually makes sense on the court. It, it really does. And obviously, there are going to be growing pains, and it's against the Washington Wizards without Bradley yep. Beal and Russell Westbrook. But that's almost, you know, the Nets have a soft schedule. So the, a lot of these things could come to fruition, you know, against regular season teams. And um, it, it's really, really exciting. You know, I, I don't know, Nick, is there a better player coming off the bench if it's Karis Levert? Is there a better player coming off the bench than Karis Levert right now? You know, I know Corey left him out of the top 50 behind the scenes, getting a little bit of uh, stuff there. But man, I, I think that. He could win six men. I don't think there is really. Like Jordan Clarkson, Lou Williams, you know, no. Karis LeBert is that good. He's a, a Jordan Brand player. He he's he led the Brooklyn Nets last season. He was our best player for for the 2019-20 season. If he's coming off the bench, he is going to cook. Yeah. I mean, and just think about it this way, like it's you're not going to have an elite defensive player usually coming off the bench. You know what I mean? The perimeter defender is not really going to be there. And it, it's just it's going to be a real problem because even the point and this was brought up on Nets Twitter is like your bench unit is almost last year's Nets. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're going to probably be playing Spencer, you know, Karis, Torian Prince, Jared yeah. Allen. Yeah. And like Landry Shamit kind of playing some of that Joe Harris role. So it's just like. It's pretty wild in what they can do offensively. Like I said, the concern is still the defense. We got to see adjustments there. There was a little bit more creativity. Um, I'd like to see DeAndre Jordan move better. Like I thought that was probably my biggest concern. I think if DeAndre continues to play this way, you know, I don't think Nash will have a choice in replacing him in the starting lineup, even as much as that'll annoy, you know, Kyrie or KD. But I think at some point, I think Kevin Durant will realize, like you said, like, hey, Jared Allen is just a better player. Yeah, uh, he's he's currently the weak link on the Brooklyn Nets right now, and obviously th- this is the preseason, and he provides a lot off the court too. So yep. we won't read too much into that, but maybe Reggie Perry will take your spot as well, Nick. Yeah, he played a lot of minutes. You know, I I said I didn't know if the hype was real, but I guess it is. You know, he looked he looked like he fit out there. I'm not sure he's gonna get minutes this season, but I was impressed with what I saw. Obviously, we didn't necessarily know a ton about him from the draft, being 57th overall, but you know, a nice outing for him. The dude is just physical, man. Yeah. Like, he is just... A, he looks like he it belongs as an NBA player as a rookie. Like, he yeah. came in, he's got the frame. You know, it's almost like anti-Claxton and Jared Allen. He's yeah. just got the frame and the build for it, you know. To get seven boards in 16 minutes in your first outing, you know, five points as well, hit a couple of uh, field goals and, and, and got to the line a little bit too. Uh, he looks like a... a whether he's going to be getting the two-way contract, I really hope he does because I think he there's going to be moments throughout the season where Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan are out, and if Claxton isn't there, you know Reggie Perry can't contribute. I just think that you know maybe Sean Marks has found another one. Yeah, I agree. I would love him on the two-way deal. Just from what we saw today, like you said, he kind of fits. And there's going to be games where you probably need him, especially we don't really know when Claxton's going to be out. And obviously DeAndre and Jared probably are going to miss at least one or two games this season given, you know, you sprained an ankle or you're fatigued or whatever it might be. So, like you said, possibly another really nice find by Sean Marks, who looks like he's done an excellent job with the roster. There's still that wing position we're concerned about, but still – a lot of nice pieces, and it's, you know, arguably the most talented roster in the NBA. It, yeah, I mean, depth-wise, I will probably agree with that, you know, in yeah. terms of, like you sort of mentioned, you know, the, the five guys coming off the bench are, 
are all have all started at some point in their career. Jared Allen is a starter. Torian Prince has started. You know, and, and Landry Shamet started for the Los Angeles Clippers in the playoffs. You know, not yep. last year, but the year before that. So, it's it's a, a a bevy of riches in a lot of respects, Nick. But you know, we, we've covered it a little bit. Were there any other things you wanted to touch on before we end this one? No, I don't think I want to say anything else because it was only the first preseason game. So we're going to hold back a little bit. And like you said, Jack, we'll be back on Friday night after the game. We can kind of dive into that stuff a little bit more and see what else. And then soon enough, it'll be the regular season. What, nine days away? It's the 13th, right? So nine days away from the regular season. This thing is heating up. And like we said before, make sure you check out that season preview, which you can find on all streaming platforms.